Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CSGO Bulls Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Top-rated! Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you download their app and sign up. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave is at BAW. B-A-W-L Sports. Will the Goat. Will underscore Gottlieb. He grown. Also in your face. Our pal and producer, Joey, rocking the controls with us here at our West Loop Studios. Follow that man on Twitter, at Joey Spathis. Where are we on the climb to 1K, young Joseph? I feel like I saw uh, recently you're 900 and something. Ooh, yeah, you're so close. I was, I, you know what? I think I was at 901 or something, 900 when we were leaving Paris. And I am now at 898. Oh, so, maybe, it was, maybe it was Progress a bot sweep. Is, Progress right. isn't linear. Maybe it was I a bot sweep. Yeah, you know what? I like to blame it on Elon, but... As you <laughs> who should. Knows? Who knows? I've been off my game Well, you recently. know, we're very close to 6,000. Hey! 55,883. Did we ever settle on what happens to who when we get to 6K? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh Will did. has to Are dress sure? up is like his right twin brother, Kyle uh-huh. Porter. Uh-huh. He does. Is that written in... On paper, it's written somewhere. in blood. Will okay. <laughs> in blood. We'll see if you can if you can put the the contract in front of me. I'll now it's got to be a contract. Yeah, it's a contract. Wow, no. I did see Kyle. You did Corver something the, you didn't want to do. I did something I didn't want to do. True story. <laughs> I saw Kyle Corver when the Hawks were here because he's like in their front office now. Yeah, and I was just it just reminded me that I'm yeah. gonna have to dress up like this guy on gonna TV have, one man. day. That's a flex. Did it, did it also? <laughs> just reminded me I look like Kyle. Did it also no, it remind me of the stupid thing that you guys are going to make me uh, do? When the Bulls when had a three-point shooter like Kyle yourself. Corver? Yeah, I, was, I saw somebody in our comments, I think during last night's post game or maybe Saturday, was like, can we mm. sign Kyle Corver back? Mm. It's like, no, he's got a job. He's got a front office job. Good for him. Uh, Nicholas, these are real, real windows, by the way. These are not fake. These are, <laughs> these, these these are, are real, real windows. These are real. Matt has tried to jump out of them several times. Because of this Bulls team and yeah, fake windows. Loud, so. I love that. What? Fake yeah, windows. What, what you, yes. they, everything behind us is like a green screen or something. No, no everything is. No, those that's are very, very real. Much real windows. You know my favorite part about those windows? What's that? You can see the Sears Tower out of them. This is true. Just right over you there. Can. Just right over there. How long right have you been there? waiting to ask that question? Always wanted to ask. I'm curious <laughs> how long that's been on your mind. Also, why now? Why did you wait so long to ask that? And why now? I don't why know. Today. I'm glad we can answer that, man, and get you off on your merry way, sir. Indeed. Or stick around for an hour. Or and stick then get around. You on your merry yeah. way. <laughs> uh, all right. Plenty to get to on today's uh, show. The Bulls did have a practice today. Some news came out of that. 
uh, including some injury updates. And then on the back end of the show, we'll dive into the latest on this NBA buyout market and maybe some names that are still attached to the Bulls. Will they or won't they? Mm. Slash should they? Um, but first, okay, Dave, I know you wanted to dive into some recent struggles DeMar DeRozan's been having mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of like taking a, a more uh, holistic look at his season compared to last. Nice word. Let's start, though, Relax. with Will. You were at this morning's <laughs> practice, and we found out, or you found out, I should say, at Flex. practice that DeMar had an MRI. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's get a little scoop here on what exactly is going on with DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, basically he has been, to your point, kind of out of it these last few games. Last night afterwards, he was talking about some pain that he had in his uh, thigh or quad or hip, and he got an MRI this morning. It turns out he has a grade one thigh strain. Billy Donovan said that it does not seem too serious. Grade one is obviously a lower level of importance than a grade two or three. Sure. So so it's like it's the not, opposite of DEFCON. It's the opposite of DEFCON situation. Gotcha. Um, Hopefully, he's not out too long, but he will not be traveling with the Bulls to Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, He was not, like, officially ruled out, although it seems like he's pretty much ruled out. Mm -hmm. And um, they're hoping that he can get some treatment in today and tomorrow and then be ready to go for Bucks on Thursday for the last game before the All-Star break. Um, That feels a little rushed to me, but, like, they're going to take it day by day. Obviously, he's not the kind of guy that wants to sit out if he doesn't have to, so... We'll see what happens, but to your point, I mean, he just has not been playing at the all-star level that we're accustomed to seeing, mm-hmm. and you have to imagine this is this is part of it. Mm-hmm. There you go, goat. That's what you you know what you got from Billy. Earlier there it too. is. Yes. So there's that quote from Billy. Thank you for putting that graphic together. That was. Uh, don't I know if he re-aggravated it or just bothering him, and it's always been there. There's enough discomfort there for him when he's having a hard time moving, cutting, and jumping. And yeah, this reminds me of. When he first missed a couple of games before the Paris trip, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, well, yeah, it's mm-hmm. been kind of bugging me. And I've been just playing through it for like eight or nine games now. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, oh, Damar, yeah. you iron horse. I love you. Yes. But also now it seems like this something similar is cropping up again. Because back then, didn't they call it like a quad injury? Yeah. And so now this is they're calling it a thigh strain uh, after the MRI. So I, I assume that this is... One in the same, the same injury that's been lingering and hampering him for, you know, going on a month now. Yeah, and that's crazy. And and honestly, just to speak to the toughness of Demar Derozan, if you look up great, you know, I always like to look up what doctors say how long you should be out. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, if you're an athlete, you should be out about three weeks and from non-sports activity for three weeks. Yeah. And Demar Derozan is like. Give me a couple of days. I'll be back out there on the floor. That means if he's playing Thursday, I don't. I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna want to play in an All Star game. Yep. You know what I'm saying? No matter how long or how many minutes. Hopefully the coach is nice about that. You know his minutes. But my goodness, man! Like the toughness of this dude right here is crazy, man. Like a normal three week injury is a couple days to him, and he he'll be back on the floor trying to score thirty a game. And I mean, I think. Obviously, you know, not part of the medical staff, not a doctor, not DeMar's personal advisor. Mm -hmm. But, like, it probably makes sense for him to take these two games off, take the week off for All-Star break, and actually try to get healthy for the Bulls to make a run. But he missed those three games uh, leading up to the Paris trip. Obviously, um, missed that one game last week against Memphis. But these last seven games, 18.6 points, six assists, three rebounds, shooting 46% from the field. I mean, that's just, like significantly lower than the production we're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
if the Bulls are going to have any chance of getting into the play-in, let alone making some noise and hopefully getting into the playoffs, DeMar's got to be all-star DeMar. Yeah, and you know, and uh, Dave, I, I know you have a few more stats about this and, and free throw attempts and that kind of stuff, but I was looking at his splits today and to just kind of jump off what you were saying, Will, as far as his field goal percentage, he's actually shooting a touch better overall this season than last season. Last yeah. season, he shot 50.4% from the field, which for a guy who shoots as much as DeMar does from the mid-range is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This season, it's 50.7. Mm-hmm. It's actually up a little bit, even with this slump. But you mentioned the 46.6% in the month of February. Compare that to his field goal percentage spanning from October through January. Mm-hmm. That was at 51.1%. It's crazy. He, it, it's a 5% drop-off you know, in these and, February games so far. And his three-point shot, like he was shooting 35 last year. He's shooting 32 this year. So he's still in that range of what you know he normally is. And, of course, the numbers are down as far as scoring. Like you said, 25 a game. It was almost 30 mm-hmm. a game last season. But there's some other things that go into that, you know what I'm saying, as to why he isn't at that level. But, yeah, the numbers are still good. He's still an all-star. He's still DeMar DeRozan. But this is exactly – I've brought it up before. This is exactly what we talked about mm-hmm. before the season of – let's say DeMar is 95% of what 2021-2022 DeMar is. Yeah. What happens to the Bulls in that case? Mm-hmm. And we're seeing it. Yeah, especially in all of these games that the Bulls are losing in the fourth quarters because mm-hmm. DeMar is not quite as nuclear in the fourth as he was last season. And Help. the Bulls don't have any other answers <laughs> for how to get good possessions and win close games late. Correct. When you mm-hmm. look at their win-loss record in these clutch games this season, yeah, it bad. It bad. Not good. It bad. <laughs> it is. Uh, Dave, you said you wanted to talk about his free throws a little bit, right? Yeah, and, and, and a couple other things I wanted to get into um, as far as DeMar DeRozan and what he's been doing this year. Uh, Joey, can you put that up for me? Because some of this stuff was really uh, interesting to me. Now, obviously, we, a lot has been spoken about, you know, his scoring when he scores over 30. Right. Uh, but what caught me was the fact that last year, you're 19-11, the fact you have 11 losses already. already. Uh, this season was what was alarming to me. The oh, five they got more 11. than 11 losses yeah, this year. Yeah, correct. But, you know, the fact you have 11 when he scores 30 – Already, you know, what yeah. saying? like is let you know where this season is going. And way fewer wins, correct, correct, and way fewer wins as you see. Five and eleven looks like a Bears record. Uh, double digit free throw attempts. Now that's what I was saying. You will, as far as when he was a- averaging the twenty five that he is. There's reasons why he's not getting that. You know what I'm saying? Or it's not close to thirty like it was. This is one of the reasons for me. Uh, as you can see, this year. He's had 11 games where he's had double-digit free throw attempts. Last year, as a total, it was 22. That might not be fair to some people. Mm-hmm. So uh, when did he have 11? Yeah. He had 11 by January 3rd. So <laughs> over a month, like a month and a half ago, yes, basically. Yes, by a month and a half ago, he, he had was the same number there. of uh, double-digit free throw games Correct. as he has now. Correct. And and that's, that's very, very telling for me uh, as far as DeMar DeRozan is concerned. And he hasn't had double-digit free throws, I believe, in the last five, six games. He, has, he hasn't reached that plateau. Uh, yet. So it's been a struggle for him to get to the line, which is why you've seen him, I think, have more technical fouls. Got uh, one last season. night. Yeah, correct. He And he's, he had them last year for sure, but mm-hmm. I think you've seen more of it. I believe he's in double digits right now as far as technical fouls are concerned. What's the number when you get suspended? Is it 15 or 16? Something like that. Okay, yeah. around, around that number you get suspended, you know, when for the tech. I don't think he's going to get there, but I just find that very telling um, that, that he's there right now. Uh, and then there was another one I was looking at. Joey, can you, can you show me the other one, please? That was the second one I was looking at uh, for DeMar DeRozan. Now, the games where he was scoring under 20 points, last year he only did that 12 times. 
He's done that 15 times already this season. Wow. And for me, that plays into obviously what's been going on with the team, but also the injury that we were talking about, like his quad and his thigh. I think that plays into it too. He's struggling uh, to hit those numbers right there. And that of uh, the single-digit scoring is what really hit me in the chest because last year, never. <laughs> it didn't happen at all. But this year, he's done it twice, and he did it early on. He had two games where he had nine points total. Mm-hmm. And, but I think, we'll, go ahead. Sorry, I, I think one of those games he may have left early mm-hmm. due to injury, mm-hmm. but it, uh, it's all tied together. Yeah. And it's, it's the injuries. It's uh, the way that the Bulls are playing offense now and not trying to rely so heavily mm-hmm. on DeMar. It's all factoring in to the same thing, but the outcome is what we're talking about. And yeah. that, I think, is – you know, we're 60, almost 60 games into the season here, and we still kind of don't have a good feel for what works to get yeah. this team going, mm-hmm. whether it's balance between Zach and DeMar, whether it's, um, you know, not relying too heavily on DeMar and going through Vooch and how that factor. It's just like it seems way more complex this year. It, it feels like a much harder uh, puzzle to solve yeah. for whatever reason. But obviously, like, none of that really matters if DeMar is going to be hurt or not playing his best. Joey, can you put that second one back up for me, please? I wanted him to put it back up because I wanted to take another glance at DeMar giving himself a wedgie. I just <laughs> noticed that as Joey was yeah, bringing it oh, down. Oh, Joseph. <laughs> that is a fantastic picture. But what, what I wanted it back up for was the asterisk I put right there. The fact that he has scored under 20 points his last four games. Yeah. And I put that there because, again, because of the injury that we're talking about. Right. You see it bothering him. You see it plaguing him and messing with him. And if he says he's hurt, he's hurt. Yeah. Because he's not going to tell you anything's wrong. Like you said, Will, you never, you just don't know, you know what I'm saying, how he's feeling or what's going on with him. There's a reason he's played the most games of any player in the NBA since 2010. Correct. Absolutely yeah. right. Wild. And, and then the other thing when we were talking about the help, because I said, well, maybe people will look at those free throw numbers and say – well, you know, that's not fair. You know what I'm saying? Maybe Zach is the one getting to the line then. Maybe he's getting those opportunities. In Zach's last 13 games, he's had double-digit free throws once. <laughs> one time. So he, he did have eight last night. I feel like there have been a handful of yeah. games where he has close to 10. Yeah, and that's, that's the point I'm making. Right. He's leading them now in right. free throw attempts, but he's not getting to the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, Will, you talked about that too, about how if you can't get to the line, it's going to be very hard to win in this league. Zach – has historically not been able to get to the line. So now if you're relying on him to be the one that gets to the line instead of DeMar DeRozan, you're going to be 26 and 31. That's what's going to happen to you, man. So it's been a struggle. Like I said, a lot of this I don't put on DeMar at all because he's just been a horse. He's, he's an all-star, again, uh, for this team, man. But that injury clearly bothering him, and teams are double-teaming him more. You saw it again yesterday in the fourth quarter. Orlando, as soon as he touched the ball, double team on DeMar DeRozan. And he's not getting the calls that he was getting previously, which is leading to him being more upset and things like that. But, yeah, man, it's, it's not good. And if your star is doing like that too, it's not good all around for the team. Yeah, Antoine in the comments pointing out uh, that, he all, that he agrees with you that maybe he's not getting the calls from the refs that he got last season, which, you know, as established of a vet – an all, a multi-time all-star vet as DeMar is, that, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Why would he get those right. calls last year and not this year? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, his usage is down from yeah. last season. You were talking about how much this team and his offense relies on DeMar, Will. His usage was 31.8% last year. That's huge for a guy like DeMar. Mm-hmm. It's down to just under 28.5% this season. So a three percentage drop-off in his usage percentage compared to last season. And in this recent stretch of games, 
I believe that that uses percentage is, is even a few points lower than 28, which mm. is what it's at for the season, mm. um, which I think most Bulls fans would say that's a good thing. DeMar, with a usage percentage over 30, mm-hmm. you want to see more balance than that. Sure. And we have seen some games recently where the balance of how many shots he's getting up versus, you know, Zach and Vooch, the other two of the three Musketeers on this team, it has looked more balanced at times. Mm-hmm. And I feel like most people would assume that that is a good thing. Yeah. But with this other element of what's going on with DeMar being the injury, you put all that together and, you know, Yes, I, I'm in favor of DeMar not having that much on his plate, but we still ideally need him to be as wildly efficient as he was last year yeah. for this team to be any good. Well, And you need all the other stuff to work, too. And right. I think that's the conversation we've been having for weeks now, which is if you are not going to be a high-volume three-point shooting team or high-efficiency, as we've seen over the last five games, Yeesh. you've got to be able to do a couple of things. You've got to be able to get the free-throw line. You've got to shoot incredibly efficiently on all of your other shots. And you can't turn the ball over. And they're doing all those things not good enough. I mean, it just simply has not been good enough. And that's how you run into the situation where you can, you're can you scoring 89 points a game. You're scoring 90 points a game. Mm. Um, they need to, to generate more offense. It comes from – a lot of it comes from DeMar and just, like, the, the way that they're trying to play. But, you know, I, I tweeted a, a video of this out last night. Billy was talking about it. We've all been talking about how many – Open threes, guys, pass up. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that video that you posted video. on Twitter! Great video. Good lord, it's, it's video. brutal. Like they're just giving away points, and not only that, but they're turning down shots to drive into traffic or to yeah. throw it away yeah. or to get the ball to Demar with three seconds on the shot clock, and yeah. now he's got to create something. And it's just like the overall weight that that has on your offense is even more than just the opportunity cost of a made or miss three. Right. And uh, so it's that. It's the fact that now Demar isn't so ball dominant that he's not getting to the free throw line and getting easy, you know, shots, easy additional points throughout the course of the game. Um, it's the fact that they aren't getting to the rim enough. Yeah. They're, they're like 28th in drives and 29th in paint touches or something like that. I put it in my story. Um, that means that they're not collapsing the defense. Mm-hmm. That means that they're not kicking the ball out. That means that they're not getting those open threes. And even if they do, the they're guys aren't taking. shooting them. Yeah. So I think it's just like all these things, that this domino effect of – all these things that they need to do better, that they're not doing good enough, that that makes them lose confidence in the things that they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why Patrick is struggling. It's why Iowa is struggling. It's why they're passing up shots. And it's what is causing the Bulls to just get into these offensive ruts. And it's not, it's not for me just giving away points. For me, it's more so you're giving away rhythm. And because, like you said, like when you're running your offense and they're getting you the shot, you have to take it to not put so much pressure, like you just stated, on your offense or on DeMar DeRozan. You have to shoot it. I honestly don't care if it goes in, but you have to shoot it to keep the rhythm of the game correct because you don't know what's going to happen after that. Everybody has an opportunity at the basketball after that. So give them an opportunity. If guys are posted up ready to get a rebound, but you don't take the shot, well, now the lane is clogged. And then you mm-hmm. want to drive into it? Well, then chaos was about to occur. Then or shot the, clock the defense then gets steals reset. and turnovers. Or you end up turning it over and they get – like that's what Billy was talking about last night is like, of course when you miss – your first 16 threes, like, guys are going to get in their heads. But it's this idea of now you're driving into traffic, the defense gets a stop, and now you've got to reset the offense with five seconds to go. Mm-hmm. Or you try to spray it out again, and because the defense is already getting reset, they pick you off and go run it out for a layup. Yeah. And it's like what you're saying. I mean, it's like the rhythm of the game, and then that just, like, 
continues to, to strip away their confidence. And it's this vicious cycle that is getting worse and worse with every game. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, we said it last night, but, like, this team just needs the all-star break so bad. To so, so badly. So Reset bad. things. And, so bad. You know, I, I think I went on an angry rant not too long ago you? about how this team has been dead last in the NBA in three-point attempts all season long. Mm-hmm. And I just did a quick check. And, yep, sure enough, they're still there. <laughs> but, the I mean, the margin has started to widen. Like, mm. the Bulls were somewhere a little bit but like over 29, between 29 and 30 mm. earlier this season, maybe just above 30 attempts per game, which was still last. Mm. They're all the way down to 28.6 threes per game now. Because in this recent stretch, not only have they lost their efficiency and they're bricking everything, but they're only shooting, like last night, they took 21 threes. Mm. Yeah, over their last five games, they're at 25 threes per game. Oh. And what? they are the only team in the league shooting below 30. Mm. The Correct. only team Correct. in the league shooting The Pelicans below 30. are 29th at 30.4. Wow. And there were a bunch of teams, you know, 30.4 up to 30.9, the Lakers in 24th. And, you know, then the jumps get higher because a whole bunch of teams take a whole bunch of threes. It's just, I mean, take the Golden State Warriors, for example. 43.2 three point attempts per game. Wow. 43 points. The Bulls are taking 28. They're taking what the Bulls take in a half. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy to me, man. But And and then, you know, to be bad at not only taking them, be bad at hitting them. You know what I'm saying? On top of that, it's just utter chaos from the three-point line, man. And, again, like you said with Billy, like, that's where that fear kind of comes from, I'm sure. Mm. But we ain't got time because scared money don't make nothing, I mean, bro. You got to take the shot. It, it was has three to be. of 21 last night. I think they were five of 26 on that game before that on Saturday night. Yep. So tomorrow night, what are we thinking, like four for 22, four yeah. for 23? I believe, what, the last? No, they were five of 21 the game before that and four for er, six for 26 or seven yeah. for 26. Yeah. So the last that. four games, they have not hit 10 threes. I believe that's the case. I believe that's they haven't right. hit more yeah, than any four of them. five. Five have, games where they haven't hit more than seven. Correct. Correct. That's oh absolutely my true. God. Yeah, man. They, they are shooting Putrid. less than uh, 20, just under 20% just in under. their last five games. Yes. 20 just under. 20.8. That yes. is outrageous. And that's why this <laughs> argument that AK brought up at the post-trade deadline uh, press conference does not carry water for me correct. is, yes, they are shooting, I think it's 15th in the league, or at least it was before last night's game. In terms of three-point percentage, it was like just around 36. But these guys are not confident three-point shooters. Mm. And most of the shots that they're getting are wide open, which means guys aren't closing out to them. And so, for me, it's the same thing that is going to happen with their their defense, where they're giving up a ton of open threes and teams are just not shooting high percentages. I mean, the, the Magic last night were just hardly better than the Bulls were in terms of three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. That is not always going to be the case and I think the Bulls could see some regression in terms of their percentage too especially if they're just like the fewer you shoot the less confident you shoot them and the more important each make becomes Mm -hmm. it's not like you can just have these high variance nights where you just I mean the Rockets when they were sort of putting that Chris Paul James Harden team together in order to try to beat the Warriors it was like we got to hit 23s four times out of seven Mm. 20 we got to make 23s four games out of seven Mm. I'm like I don't think the Bulls, that's even like within the realm of possibility for them. Mm. Uh, shout out to Tyler in the comments, and I'm sorry, but I think our producer Joey, who responded, is right. If you were hoping for Lonzo coming back to maybe salvage things, not this season. Uh, and Silent Coven. Maybe some teams are just throwing Russ's name around there, but 
there's real connections going on between Russell Westbrook and the Bulls. There is. Yes. Um, obviously, Billy Donovan is a big part of it. Correct. We've gotten from legitimate sources that Billy is on board. On board. And that's that's not all. Uh, it's not just Billy Donovan. Uh, so we're going to dive back into NBA buyout market stuff Splash. coming up after the break. Yeah. What's going on? What's the latest? Uh, while we share with you all some words from our friends and sponsors, do us one quick, simple favor. What's that? And hit that thumbs up button. The like button, as some people call it. That that thing coming out of Do Will's it. arm that he's raised in the air right now. Uh, also, of course, make sure you're subscribed to CHGO Sports on YouTube, 25K and growing. Yeah. Uh, and growing. Exactly. What is that from? <laughs> 10 million 10 strong, million strong and, and growing. growing. What was that ad from, though? I don't remember. Kevin, what was that from? Was it like a juice box? 10 million strong and growing. Vitamins? Flintstone Vit- vitamins? Flintstone vitamins, yes. Flintstone vitamins, Yes. Yes. We are Flintstone kids. kids. Oh, yes. Man. Did you eat oh, Flintstone vitamins? This is why I love up? working here. I can get that answered immediately. <laughs> um, yes, I definitely had Flintstone vitamins as a kid. Will? I'm a growing boy. I had them at like, my friend's house. We never had them at my at house. At your friend's house? Like If my friends had them, I'd be like, oh, I want Like one it was those. drugs I or had, something? I, had, <laughs> I want one of those. Bro, I had you got them vitamins. Yeah? Yeah. Before my time, I didn't really understand the they reference. You know, but Of course. Of course they still make them. Do they? The Barney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was the best one, Lawrence? Dino? Yeah, Dino was fire. Yeah, Dino was the, fire. The, the house right. where you get the Flintstones is also the same house where the parents let you smoke pot in the basement. <laughs> right, right. Some, yeah, <laughs> where the parties are thrown at right. 16. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> where the key to the liquor cabinet just disappears all uh-huh. of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I should hang out with Will a little bit more. All right. <laughs> Uh, Flintstone vitamins a long time Dave, ago. who's our first sponsor on deck today? Oh, man, somebody that Will loves dearly, and that is FOCO, ladies and gentlemen, because you already got the best coverage of your favorite teams. You're looking at it, Flintstone vitamins. So get fitted around in the best sports gear around, y'all, and that is from FOCO. They got you covered from Soldier Field to the living room from the north to the south side with them hoodies, them slippers, them signs, them bobbleheads, and everything in betwixt get decked out like Demar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles who that is that is foco looking for the perfect gift for that football fan in your life i know y'all even though the season's over but you still want to rock that gear don't you well guess what foco got you covered with them fly hoodies y'all to fight that lake michigan breeze so check out foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO and get your beautiful self 10% off because it's FOCO. Faux show. Hey, got to hit him with the pause, baby. That was a long pause. Yeah, had to hit him with it. Also, real <laughs> quick, uh, Matt Thomas, two of five from three in his first game, six points, and they won. Just want to point that out. Walked off the street, two of five from three, baby. Two what, of five. What team? Mm. He's over in Greece. Pan- Pantheakos, yes. I believe. Pantheakos. Over in Greece. Well, and don't make hey, me run bro. down their history. That is the dynasty over there that yep. came the Greek, and got Matt Thomas. Dynasty. So is, is he back on the street yet? No, of course not. What are you talking about? They won. <laughs> they bring in the legend. They win the game. That's how it goes, sir. That's how it goes. You, ain't gonna, you, you will never hit an interview. He go over there and drop you, 30. <laughs> Seriously, seriously think you have a problem. I'm going to get Joey some video, <laughs> some steals. I'm going to get him all of that, man. Can, can you uh, 
are there? Uh, I'm sorry, I call him Matty Legend. You're right, not Matt Thomas. Matty Legend. That's I mean, his you name. You can call him by his actual name <laughs> if you want. Yeah, mere mortals. Does does the fact that you didn't call him Matty Legend mean that you're slowly starting to lose your belief that he is in fact a legend? Oh no, no. I just wanted the people to hear his government name first. You know ah. what I'm saying? They know him. You know what I'm saying? As Mister Ninety Nine over there, or the greatest three point shooter in the world. No one knows. They him know as him that. as that. You know what no I'm saying? No one knows him as that. Joey, you see, this is why Joey got the hat of graphic on deck. You know, I'm putting out the call, Joey. I'm putting it's, it out. It's funny I, that like <laughs> Dave is rarely has just like these absolute meathead takes that he <laughs> just clings to for dear life but for some reason matt thomas is the one you mean that for some reason what do you mean? thank you thank you joseph best shooter, of all time. Best shooter, shooter in the world in the world what is what, what that's not a meathead take that first. is a fact sir that is a fact of life is matt a legend is the greatest three-point shooter in the world and he's proven it again well, as he walked off the street over there in Greece, proven it splash, splash. in one game where you know he makes saying? a two of five. Off the street, Matt. Off hey, the, the Bulls, street. If the Bulls shot 40% on threes, <laughs> I think we'd all be pretty happy with that. Let Pat Thomas go two for five. We're going to be ecstatic over here, man. Take five threes, <sighs> we'll be ecstatic. Shout out to the legend. <laughs> well, you know what? It's Everyone needs to find their ways to laugh. Especially in painful times like these uh, that Bulls fans are going through. Mm -hmm. um, something that, that I enjoy as something that helps <laughs> lift my spirits I'm scared. in these dark times. I'm very scared. Is winning money on DraftKings. Ah, that is true. No, that's true. All right, I'll roll with them on that. You got your NBA no-sweat same-game parlays mm -hmm. where you can make yourself a boosted odds parlay. And then if it doesn't hit, you get a bonus bet back. Yes. Who doesn't want that? Mm -hmm. You've got the incredible offer for new customers when signing up with promo code CHGO, making a $5 bet on any NBA game and getting 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly for making that $5 bet. Two of them things. Deals on deals on deals with promo code CHGO. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Tuesday. We got some NBA action on deck tonight, so it's time for our DraftKings pick of the week, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the NBA slate tonight. A lot of weird games. We do have Bucks Celtics, but I'm just so confused when those teams play each other. You never know what the hell's going to happen. Yeah. I'm staying away from that one. I'm looking at a late night tip off between the Wizards and Blazers. Okay. And my reasoning for taking the Blazers to cover minus three and a half tonight mm -hmm. is solely because as a depressed Bulls fan right now and looking for things to be happy about and looking to things for che to cheer for, the Blazers are only two games back of the sixth seed in the West Whoa. right now. Okay. <laughs> they are currently 11th, but we've talked about how crazy jam-packed yeah. that, you know, part of the Western Conference standings is. Jam-packed. They are. I know people have said, oh, maybe the Blazers got worse at the trade deadline. Maybe they're giving up. They're throwing in the towel. The Blazers are two games back in the sixth it. seed. People have given up on the Bulls getting that Blazers pick this summer. I haven't yet. I haven't And it either. would be a double win for the Bulls because... The Wizards are ahead of them in the standings. There you go. That's true. That's the opposite big, of a double lose, Bulls game. fans. <laughs> big game for the Bulls. Give me the Blazers. The Wizards are crap, okay? I have faith in my Blazers tonight. Shout out to our guy, Sean Hyken. I got faith in my Blazers tonight to cover three and a half against the Wizards at home. Okay. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. All right. Come on, Blazers. Get it done. Give it to them. Make the playoffs. Give us that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up. DraftKings. Yeah. Do it. You can do it. You can do it. Uh, okay, guys. Moving on. We have passed the NBA trade deadline. 
We are not quite to all-star break yet. So mm. this time of year, everybody's talking about buyout candidates. Mm. Um, let's start with the biggest name because no point in delaying that. There have been a few more rumblings from sources around the league about Russell Westbrook. Um, most people are expecting that he will get that buyout from Utah. It hasn't officially happened yet, uh, but everyone has basically agreed he's not playing a single game in Utah. <laughs> Utah, <laughs> I, me- I, like, I saw something that the Jazz said, well, we haven't totally ruled that idea out. But yes, you did. You did. I saw yes, a did. quote, and I can't remember who to attribute this to, so apologies, but... Me. It was, probably, <laughs> it was probably Joey. But it was something like the Jazz have said, Russ, we're... Welcome. We welcome you. Like we're happy to have you, but we're going to prioritize the development of our young players. We can't right. guarantee you minutes. Right. So, which makes we'll sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So then, a few people started throwing the bulls out there as a potential landing spot for Russ. Uh, and then on Friday, on Friday's episode of NBA Today, they had Wojan, and we didn't talk about it Saturday because Saturday was a busy game, uh, and we just had post game, no pregame. Mm-hmm. So in case y'all missed it. This is what Adrian Wojnarowski had to say verbatim on NBA Today on Friday. I think one team you will, you've got to watch and I think will be a front runner is the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. Billy coached Westbrook in OKC, and you go further down his bench, Mo Cheeks, Josh Longstaff. There is a staff of former OKC assistants mm-hmm. that all had good relationships and worked well with Westbrook with the Bulls. So Woj pointing out is not just the Billy Russ connection, but that Billy brought in some of his former assistants in OKC mm-hmm. that also had a strong relationship with Westbrook, and that being why the Bulls could be considered a front runner for his services. And that's Woj saying that. That's not just anybody saying that. That's Woj yeah. saying that. Say he Woj. also went on to talk about how the fit could be a potentially good fit. Discussed ad nauseum at this point whether or not we all individually believe he's a good fit or not. Yeah. Uh, But that's interesting from Woj. Then this was said by Chris Haynes on his fairly new podcast with Mark Stein, which definitely start listening to that, y'all, if you haven't. I've always enjoyed Mark Stein and Chris Haynes and their reporting and their basketball takes. It's called the hashtag this league uncut pod. Uh, Their newest episode yesterday. Chris Haynes said this, I was told Billy Donovan with the Bulls, his message has been relayed to Russ that Chicago should be, should be the place for him. I don't know if they have talked extensively. I don't know if it was a text, but I was told his message has been relayed that Chicago should be the place. Yeah. End quote. That's two substantial NBA sources mm-hmm. uh, talking more about the Russ and Bulls connection being real. And then you had Billy fielding questions about Westbrook, uh, what, before their game or after their game the other night? Mm -hmm. And he, in his position, can't talk extensively and openly about the team going after Russ at this point. So he merely was just kind of talking about his relationship with Russ. But glowing comments from Billy. And now you've got this from Chris Haynes saying, from his sources, Billy has made it known that he wants Westbrook here. What do you guys make of all these latest rumors? Yeah, it's... It falls in line, I, I think, with what I thought was going to be. Like, Billy Donovan wanted him here. He's going to go after him in some kind of way, and we'll see what Russ does. Um, I like the fact Russ is taking his time uh, because I believe, what, you don't have to declare till March 1st if you want to uh, play to make a playoff roster. Yeah, I think me. that's the deadline for your new team. If you sign with a new team for – You'd be able to play to be playoff, playoff, playoff right. roster. It's yeah. March 1st. So he's taking his time, and in my, in my opinion, he's just resting up. 
know what I mean? He's resting up, getting prepared for his second win. He's 35, guys. Like, he's going to need some time off. So he's not a guy that – he's like DeMar. He's not going to take time off during the season, even with an injury. He's going to try to play. So it's good for him to take some time, you know, get with his family, you know what I'm saying, reassess, do all those cool things, go on vacation. Great. All that's fine um, for him. But soon he'll make that decision. I think it will be the Bulls. I think it will be between the Bulls and the Heat if it was um, an actual uh, 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 debate between which, which teams he was going to go to. Maybe the Clippers, yeah, the Clippers are a dark horse also because they also are a team that won them because um, they definitely need a point guard, and they are in the playoffs and definitely trying to make that run. So and we'll would see. prevent Russ from having to move. Correct. He could stay right there. He won't have to leave anywhere playing in the same stadium. The question is, does he want to stay in that same place? Because they weren't too kind to him in his years that he was there. You know, the Lakers are always king, you know, there. So. You know what Lakers fans fucking yeah. hate, though? I know. They fucking hate the Clippers. Yeah, they that hate would, the Clippers. That would be the ultimate F you. I'm yeah. going to go to the Clippers and help them win, which so I'm not sure he's The Bulls would be even it, worse then for him. You know what I mean? If right. Bulls are worse here, right. then he would be the ultimate rival. L.A. enemy. Yeah, the ultimate one right there. So it's, it's definitely tempting, but I don't know if he wants to continue in that same arena where that stuff was happening to him. Go to the guys where you've got the fresh start, where you had your best times of your career uh, basketball-wise was with Billy Donovan and that coaching staff. You know, the, the triple-doubles, the MVP trophies, the things like that was with Billy Donovan. And there's a chance for you to start. There's a chance for you to actually truly contribute on this team uh, more so than the others, uh, even the Clippers team, because the Clippers have shown they can play without a point guard. And Ty Lue is that good of a coach where he can sustain that for a while. And I think if Russ doesn't fit, if they realize he doesn't fit, they're not going to put him back in. They might sit him down because they're trying to make the playoffs. The Bulls, he's running out. You know what I mean? Next game, run it back out there again there, Russ. Keep going out there every time. I think if he's looking for playing time and, and ability to, to get out there and still show he can do it in case he wants another contract next year, honestly, I think the Bulls are the place for him. So one thing that stands out to me from the availability – during training camp and preseason and media day was on, it must've been like the Bulls TV reel or whatever. When Artura said that relationships win championships, mm -hmm. that's really this. stood out to me. Mm -hmm. And what I've what heard organizations win championships. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but you look at the two players that the Bulls really? had signed this past summer. <laughs> we got an off day really? hat throw. An off day hat throw. You love well, to see even it. Asked, he's like, do you need your hat side table today? I was like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> always have it ready. Just in case. Always have it ready. Kevin, can we get that hat, please? It don't, if you're busy, just leave it there. <laughs> it's literally in his office. <laughs> it's in his doorway. It's, it's not in his, his office. office. He took a step. What a throw. Oh, yeah. wow. Frisbee champ. That is, that is an A-plus Justin Fields pass right there. <laughs> that was Mark guy, Kevin Kadick. It's a great future Justin Fields receiver <laughs> catch as well. One-handed, baby. Well done, sir. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> sorry, continue sorry. with that thought. <laughs> I'm amazed. Um, but you look at the two players that the Bulls had this summer – Dragic and Drummond. Obviously, Dragic was recruited by Vooch. Those guys are close. Mm. Obviously, Dragic has played before with Andre Drummond and with Derek Jones Jr. I, there's a, a reason why I think that these guys were there in the first place is because they already have built-in relationships. Mm. I think there's a reason why the Bulls didn't make any moves this trade deadline is because they didn't want to mess up the, like, the thing that they have right now. I think when you introduce new talent, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to like Stir maintain. Stir the apple cart. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. 
obviously, if you bring Russ into that situation, you're going to do just that. Yes. But <laughs> if you're talking about relationships, you don't really have one like Billy, Don- Billy Donovan and his staff plus Russ. It's true. Um, I-, I think that could could make a lot of sense from that standpoint. I wrote about it today also for our website, lchgo.com. But I think there's a world where he kind of helps you as a three-point shooting team because, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. One, and it's not just because they're shooting 20% on threes over the last five games. But, um, so I, I put this in the article, but, like, they, they're they not generating enough threes, and the way to do that is to drive and kick. Sure. And they don't drive the ball. They don't get to the rim. And so if there's one thing Russ does well, it's put pressure on on the defense, get all the way to the rim and spray it out. It's not – that that's not the end of the line. The guys still need to actually take their shots. True. But I think he actually could help them. He gets you on transition. Um, he obviously is going to bring like energy and not just going to be part of this going through the motions offense that we've seen for the last however long. So I think there's ways that he helps you. I don't know if it's more or less than Patrick Beverly would, but I think the relationship is there. Mm-hmm. The role for him is there. The freedom to sort of rehabilitate his image and potentially get his next contract I think it could be really strong with the Bulls compared to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see it. I could see it happening. I think it could be a huge success. It could be a dumpster fire or anything in between. We have no idea. <laughs> but I'm here for the chaos. I'm here for the chaos. Yes, I'm here for the chaos. Bring me all of that. Adam Absolutely in the right. comments asking, will having Russ in the locker room with a losing team be a even faster way to dismantle this team? I, you know, it could be. Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know how, how Westbrook would vibe with this team, but it, the interesting thing is throwing him into a locker room where, as we were discussing in game last night, it seems like this group has given up. Yeah. Last night, they looked like they had no interest in playing. Zero. Um, so what does a player like Russ, who has been traded and bought out, mm-hmm. who is still not ready to say that he can't be a contributing player on a winning team, do to the vibes of that locker room. Yeah. It, it w- that part of it would be fascinating to watch play out. Yeah. Which I'm, is part of the reason why I'm talking myself self into being okay with this. And and I don't and again, you could probably speak to this better than I am because you're actually in there. But I don't care how the vibe of the locker room is right now because when you're 26 and 31, it's not good. That's yeah. how I look at it. You know what I mean? So injecting something in there that can, you know, disturb your comfort I'm completely with because you're losing. You know right. what I mean? So I'm okay with the disruption of whatever is happening right. in that locker room, man. Somebody is you're in there singing Kumbaya. Somebody got to come in with some ACDC. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody has to disrupt this. You know what I mean? And, and mess this up and, you know, I, toss I it around. I ACDC the, is even hard enough. That's what I'm, uh, give him Metallica. Uh, give him, give you know him what I'm some saying? freaking Rammstein Get Slayer. Like, you know what I mean? Slayer, that could be good. Like, get Megadeth. Like, anything. Get whoever. Pick one. You know what I mean? But it has to be disturbed because it's just too cool for me. What's the best could be stretch of... <laughs> could be disturbed. <laughs> yes. You could get disturbed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That What's been great. the best stretch <laughs> of any basketball the Bulls have played over the last five games? The best stretch? I'll, um, give, you, I'll give you the, the answer. The Detroit, when they went to Paris? Over the last five, the games. Last five oh, the last games. five games. Oh, don't they have a win? That they have a win five, five games, games ago. ago All right, last win. four games. <laughs> was it part of the Nets game? <laughs> win. Part of right. no, it was part of the Memphis game. It was probably. part of last night's game, and it was Dalen Terry's minutes mm. because he he shook it up. He provided some freshness. That's what this team needs. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. That's all what he's along. been saying. They have. It's true. They, they are just. It's. 
it's depressed in there. Not like sad and like medically, clinically depressed, but like right. it's just dragged down. It's like, like just you can feel it. You can feel it. Mm. Yeah. I would say also the best part of me of that last night was after he hit his head. You know what I mean? Was the first person over there was like Kobe White, like you damn right you hit your head. Yes, let's go. Like I was like, wow, They're Kobe's looking excited. For something to yes, be excited about, correct. but there's just nothing there. They yeah. were happy about something, and, and but, yeah, you know. They, also, I thought it was funny on the broadcast that Stacy was like, "Hey, we might actually need you to play some more minutes <laughs> in the near future, Dalen. Let's, like, let's not out. accidentally give ourselves a concussion <laughs> and put ourselves in league uh, concussion protocol." Yeah, man. Um, speaking of, like real quick, before we move yeah, on, I, I did see you know some of you at practice today were talking about not just Demar's injury but various injuries. Uh, KC of NBC Sports Chicago just tweeted this out with the Bulls' newest injury report. Officially have ruled out DeMar for mm -hmm. tomorrow night's game against the Pacers. Caruso questionable. Dragic probable. Mm -hmm. uh, popping onto that injury report with left knee soreness. Derek Jones Jr., who left night last night's game, also ruled out. Yeah, so I figured. Yeah. No, uh, no DeMar. Mm -hmm. Maybe Caruso out. Definitely DJJ out. That's Dalen time. Dalen Terry time, baby. That's scary Terry hours, baby. Get them that's scary Terry hours. Get it going for the Chicago Bulls well, out there, man. Silver linings for Bulls fans Does right Casey now. Does just like have the injury report on refresh every hour on the hour? He always focus. beats me. Because he's focused, man. That's, yeah. that's a true professional. He's a legend, man. I mean, that's that's fast tweet stuff. You know what I mean? Um uh AK with a super chat, and then we'll get back to the trade buyout, st uh, the biomarket stuff. AK right. with a super chat asking, how do you guys feel about AK moving the goalpost, making second round compared to now just making the playoffs? I don't, from my perspective of what we've heard AK say, word for word, what we have seen him, or seen him say, heard him say, mm -hmm. I don't think that there is a moving of goalposts in the terms that you just phrased, AK, mm -hmm. saying... Our goal is to make the second round of the playoffs and now saying, well, our goal is to make the playoffs. I understand where you're coming from. At no point in the beginning of the season stuff we heard from AK where he talked about improving upon last season's finish, he never said second round. Never. To my recollection, he never said second round of the playoffs. I didn't hear You it. might say that's a technicality, but he just said we want to do better than we did last season. Right. Theoretically, that could mean at least another sixth seed or mm. making the playoffs – maybe whether or not you need to play in to get there, making at least the first round of the playoffs and doing better than bouncing out in five games. Yeah. Technically, that would be better than last season. Yeah. Now, him and his comments at the trade deadline saying they've kept this group together, they decided that, that was better than any of the options that they had on the trade market and that they still believe that this group can pull things together and get to the playoffs. That's what he said. He didn't say, and then we'll be done in the first round, because why Why the hell would he say that? Right. So I, I, I see what you're saying, AK, as far as moving goalposts, but he never said at the beginning of the season, second round or bust, and at the deadline, he didn't say, well, now we'll just be happy to make the playoffs, mm -hmm. because he can't go back on what he said at the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. which whether or not you want to talk about technicality and phrasing and the specifics of that phrasing, he said, improve upon last season. Yeah. And it's real cut and dry to say, did you or did you not when we get to the end of this season? And it's looking like no. So it's not like he's going to be let off the hook for that or allowed to move those goalposts. They would need to go 21-4 and four to beat their record from last year the rest of the way. I mean, there's like you're saying, there's technicalities to it. It's like 
It could be, is your point differential better? Is your yeah. seating better? Is yeah. your record better? Yeah. Uh, do you win two games in a playoff series as opposed to just one? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason why he didn't s- state specifically what outcome he's looking for. Now, after the deadline, he said the expectation is to make the playoffs. Not the play-in, but the playoffs. Right. And if he's holding it to, from the standard that he you know expressed at the beginning of the year of being better than last year, does that mean getting the second round? We're not sure. But the expectation right now is to make the playoffs. And they are a half a game out right now of the 10th seed. Mm-hmm. They're in 11th. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to go to the play. I, I don't, like you said, I never heard him say anything about second round or anything like that. But the goal was always playoffs. And like you said, like he seen, he's always said he's a very positive person. Like that's what he is. You, you heard it in the stuff he was speaking uh, at the trade deadline. So anything positive that can come from going to the playoffs, like you said, like a change of point differential, like guys uptick in three-point shooting, anything, he was going to hang his hat on that and going into next year. You know what I mean? Like, well, we got to the playoffs, and this helped. This helped this player. This player did this there. Hopefully we carry that over into the season. So the playoffs are his goal. You know what I mean? Which is why I wanted a shooter. But the playoffs are his goal. So that's the goal, and that's the goal I'm going to be rooting for with him. Um, yeah, I mean – the uh, uh, just another thing that they could be looking at, and something that they sort of pointed at was that their performance against contenders or high-level teams is better this year. Um, he did point that out when he spoke at the deadline. And while that's true, they've beaten the Bucks, they've beaten the Celtics. They are fourteen and twenty against above five hundred teams. Fourteen and twenty, and they are twelve and eleven now after last night's loss against below five hundred teams. So. There's yeah. going to be work to do regardless. Yeah. There's You could argue back and forth on all these different things, but um, you know, last year, 22 and 27 against above 500 teams, 24 and 9. So that's really the, the thing that stands out is like right. they're, they're above 500 record, even though they didn't beat the Bucks or the Celtics or whoever, is about the same. But it's the inability to not only like beat, but like consistently – put away the teams that you need to put away yeah. so that you can get into the 40s and wins. Correct. I don't mean to put you on the spot with this, but I'm just asking. Um, the rest of the schedule left, are they playing more below 500 teams or above 500 I'll teams? look into it right now. I'm, I'm not sure. fairly certain when we were coming into the deadline, their strength of schedule was like the second or third easiest yeah. across the league. Yeah, I remember that. Like, it was like I top would three. assume means that they might have a slight edge of number of sub-500 opponents left than Maybe. above 500. Because I know they, they still got the Bucks to play. You know what I mean? Still some Philly games, you know what I mean, that they yeah. have to play. Still that, some Heat games they got to play. That figure's always changing, though, based on how other teams are performing. So, mm. like, your strength right. of schedule gets harder if a team that's – you know, one game below 500 wins and they become 500. Right. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what it would be today, but I'm looking it up now. Sure. Um, AK with a follow-up comment after a super chat and after hearing our answers saying, improving upon last season would imply making it past the first round is how I interpreted his statement. That's how you interpreted his statement. That's fine for you. There's a reason he didn't explicitly say our goal is to make the second round of the playoffs. So why would any front office member who isn't sure if his team can do that, say that and put himself on a hot seat, so to speak. Yeah. And, and plus, like you said, Dave, the improving upon last season could mean a million different things if he wants it to. Tons. If he wants it to. Correct. I know Bulls fans will call bullshit on that, and you can't call bullshit yes, on that. Correct. But it's not like he sat there and said, we're getting to the second round. That's the goal. Because he yeah. never said that. No, no. Never said that. 
No, and and that's also something you would probably say for a younger team as well. Yeah. Like, if he says it, he's going to say a deep playoff run. Right. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to say make the second round. No, he's going to say a deep playoff run for the veterans that we have on this team, for yeah. sure. Like, don't hang yourself. You know? No, no, no. No, why, no, no. Why would he do that? No, no, no. Uh, okay, so, just real quick from uh, tankthon.com. Shout out. Bulls have the 17th hardest strength of schedule the rest of the way. Mm. 499 win percentage. Tied mm. with the with – the, Washington Wizards, who are 16th. Um, they've got the Bucks twice. Obviously, that game is going to be Thursday. We've got the Nuggets, the Sixers twice, the Grizzlies, the Kings who are on fire, the Nets who still are good and just beat them, you know, a couple of days ago. So it's it's not like an easy path. But again, there's not like a, a trend we can point to of like these games are easy. They should win them because they don't win those games. Correct. These yeah. games are hard. They should probably not win them. Mm-hmm. Well, they're winning some of those games. So yeah. we just we don't know what to expect from these teams. I feel like their strength of schedule almost doesn't matter with this team, mm. which is pretty like rare. I feel like mm. it, very rare, especially coming down. You know, you're trying to make the playoffs. Like that's supposed to matter at this point in time. But you got a point, sir. As usual. Uh, okay. It's Wanted to touch on <laughs> at least one more person that's still out there on the bio market before we wrap up. But just real quick, wanted. To remind y'all out there in Bulls Nation, if you aren't a CSGO diehard member yet, mm-hmm. that you should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, CSGO diehards get the best of the best and some of the exclusive content on all of our platforms, including some of that written content behind the paywall on our website, allchgo.com. Yes. But in addition to that exclusive top-tier level content, being a CSGO diehard also gets you amazing deals and discounts on all the other fun, awesome stuff amazing. we do and sell. Yes. Every time you go to CSGO Merch Locker, you're yeah. getting a 20% discount on yeah. everything you buy. That's amazing. Every time you check out, 20% off all of our amazing shirts and hoodies and all of our uh, our, our, our CSGO winter beanies, which like I know it's been warm recently, but we're about to get some snow tomorrow, I think, sadly. Why are you saying stuff like that to me, I'm man? just saying people need the beanie. People need the CHGO right. beanie. You know what? They need the beanie. Get yourself one and get it at a discounted price Hopefully by becoming not a diehard member. But they still need the beanie. Um, all of the fun public events we do, like shout out to our CHGO Blackhawks guys who had an amazing takeover at the UC last Friday night. Sold out. Uh, sold out event for them. If you're a diehard member, you get discounted ticket prices to all of those public events. That's a flex. Also access to our awesome CHGO diehard happy hours that we do, some oh. virtual happy hours. The Bears tailgates that'll be back next season. Can't wait for them. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Woo! Um, and uh, some tailgates for uh, Sox fans. Give yes. One good team. Hanging out up at Wrigley mm. with the Cubs crew. Let's do it. All of that stuff is discounted All if you are a CHGO diehard. Mm-hmm. So do it. Sign up to become a diehard. Do it today. What are you waiting for? What's he doing? Incredible value. You know you want to. You know you want to. You know you want to. Um, okay, guys. So... There is another name, and it is a Chicago guy, and it's Patrick Beverly, and he did, what, yesterday, day before yesterday, reach a buyout agreement with Orlando after being traded away by the Lakers. People wondering where he's going to end up. People saying, hey, uh, is he going to have a reunion with the Timberwolves? Is he going to have a reunion with the Clippers and say, hey, F you, Lakers, I'm staying here in L.A., and now I'm I'm a Clipper again. I've also heard Milwaukee Bucks is a team who might have at least some yeah. modicum of interest. I've heard Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets are mm-hmm. another team I've heard of linked to. And then Bulls fans all the time wondering, well, is there anything? Is there anything? In one of Casey Johnson's latest, he did confirm, according to some of his sources, that Pat Bev 
and his camp and the Bulls have had conversations. <laughs> So there is some there with Bulls and Pat Bev. Oh man, dude. No, no one's gonna I'm worried about you. <laughs> How do you feel about this one right here, sir? Because we have had Patrick Beverly conversations in the past. And you know my you know my track record. I don't go against the hometown. You know how I roll. Yeah. But man, but Matt <laughs> Look, again, <laughs> to go back to Will's choice word, chaos. Yes. He will burn it down, baby. Sh- Dude, Seth Rollins, Seth freaking Rollins, burn I, it down. They need they they need the kick in the ass. Bro. What what dude? Just for the entertainment value. Yeah. Just for the goonage. Yeah. F it, why not? Because Basically, I feel the same way about Pat Bev right now that I feel about Westbrook, which F is it, F it, don't know not? if it's a great fit. <laughs> kind of think it's not a great fit. F it, why not? F it, why not? I think that we all three of us here are okay with chaos. We're, we're okay point. with the fire. You know what I mean? Because we've seen the cool. We've seen the water. We're right. sick of that. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, I don't know if chaos is a ladder like Lord Baelish claimed it to be in Game <laughs> of Thrones. I think chaos could be a pit as far as the Bulls are concerned right now. Like Bulls Thrones, fans feel dude. like we're stuck in a pit. But <laughs> Why if, not? If, if, we, if we can't watch winning basketball, let's at least be entertained. Come on and say that again. I like that right there. Entertain me. If you're going to be this... Allow me to be entertained. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to make me watch this foolishness of this team, allow me to be entertained. Let me see Pat Bev grab a camera again from somebody and take it out to the ref and tell him it's a foul. Let me see him in the face of some of these players, these young guys, talking to him and yelling at him. Let me see him agitating and bothering the other team and Bulls fans going crazy because of it. Like, give us that kind of entertainment, man. Like, they need this injection. They just need the injection of that kind of energy, man. So, that's... That's all they got. You know what I mean? That's all you can hope for and, and roll with right now because it ain't going to be the shooting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It ain't going to be the passing. It ain't going to be any of those things. But the fire, the chaos, the goonage, all of that will be in full effect with one Patrick Beverly, sir. And and Bev can shoot the ball a little bit better. I think he fits a little bit you know, more seamlessly next to Zach and Damar as far as a low usage guy who can mm-hmm. kind of stand in the corner and shoot threes but then also defends yeah. at a pretty high level. You can sort of split that. Um, timeshare with Io at the point guard. So I think from a basketball standpoint, there, there's probably an easier argument to be made that he fits. Mm-hmm. Um, bring me the chaos, as we've been saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would say, like, the thing that I point to is at the post-trade deadline press conference with AK, he, he didn't say, like, we believe in our group, we believe in continuity. Again, he said we wanted to be buyers, meaning we wanted to add talent, but the price was too high. And... You know, last year we were kind of poking fun at the fact that there, the Bulls' big thing was going to be a, a buyout deadline acquisition, but that none of those guys were really going to have an impact because it was like that Kardashian guy, mm-hmm. which is the uh, yes. the wonderful quote from Shout Sam out. Smith last night. Shout out. God, that was funny. <laughs> um, who's obviously not in the league anymore. No. But, you know, either one of those guys I think could make an impact on actual basketball. Yeah. And – that could be helpful. So, like, the idea of this 25 now games left being more of an evaluation period could mean an, uh, an evaluating that group alongside a new player, be it Patrick Beverly or John Wall or Russell Westbrook, as opposed to let's just keep the group together because we believe in what this could be mm-hmm. and, you know, roster moves be damned. Let me ask you, who – I just want to hear you say it, but who – does Patrick Beverly or Russell Westbrook, either one of them, 
what player on this team does it immediately impact? In terms of? In terms of anything, like in terms of shooting, in terms of scoring, in terms of their heart, in terms of whoever. Like, who, who do you feel will be immediately impacted by so this? So the thing that I think is sort of dangerous and chaotic about Russ is that he impacts everyone. Mm-hmm. You can't point to one person that he does not impact <laughs> because it. he's going to have the ball in his hands. Love that impacts it. Zach, Tamar, and Vooch. Mm-hmm. He is going to cut into Ayo's minutes. He's going to cut into Patrick's touches. Mm-hmm. Um, he... he impacts everyone Mm -hmm. and I think that could be a good thing it could be a disastrous thing and that's why like it could literally go one of a million different directions Mm -hmm. we have no Mm -hmm. idea Mm -hmm. on on the multiverse where that ends up (laughs) okay Patrick Beverly I think affects Io more than anyone Mm -hmm. because he's going to be taking those minutes Mm -hmm. the usage isn't going to be there it's going to be spot up threes but it's also going to contribute to more point of attack defense which is something that if the Bulls don't have locked down at a really high level that makes Vooch look bad Mm -hmm. That makes everything else fall apart because the rotations aren't great with Zach and Namar. Mm. So I think he probably helps you uh, as a more seamless fit, but I don't think the upside is quite as high. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's they're they're not necessarily in need of upside. They're just in need of that one piece that kind of bolsters everything, keeps the the ship afloat a little bit longer. Um, so I think that that's kind of what's intriguing to me about Russ is that it could just be a complete disaster <laughs> because he could just absolutely change the entire outlook and makeup of this team whereas Patrick Beverly I think you're doing a lot of the same stuff it just comes at the expense of maybe Io's minutes who who do you think it, it immediately impact either one of those players who you think immediately is impacted by this me how so as a Bulls fan okay fair because I'm gonna feel all kinds of ways about it okay and it's gonna teeter totter between loving it and hating it yes and I mean who are you in you know who is impacted more than yourself when you're trying to like answer that question? That's a, the very Matt Peck answer, and I love it. I'm a, I'm a very self-obsessed person. Yes, I've no, never had any trouble admitting that. This is very true. <laughs> you know who I think it impacts immediately? It's Ooh. Patrick Williams. Yeah? I think he is impacted immediately because I dare you to go ahead and not take a three again with one of them two dudes out there. You want to talk about people yelling at him? DeMar yelling at you. And Patrick Beverly or Russell Westbrook yelling at you is two different if monsters. Russ passes you the ball and he does, and, and you, you don't, don't shoot, shoot it. I shoot bro. four three pointers a game, and I'm Russell freaking Westbrook. I can't make thirty percent of them. You know what I'm saying, dude? They, shoot the ball, Patrick. It's going to impact Patrick Williams immediately. I can't. I would want to be in on those practices. Yeah. You know what I'm saying to see that kind of stuff with that. I think they're going to be in betwixt the crack of young Patrick, sir, uh, if they get him. Just before we get out of betwixt. here, real quick. <laughs> Two betwixt, uh, one podcast. In the comments, chiming in on, on Pat Bev. Jock Buzz saying Pat Bev is basically Dollar Store Caruso. Damn. AK mm-hmm. saying, imagine Pat Bev crying after helping the Bulls make the play-in <laughs> tournament. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, wherever he goes, it's going to be a team that's close to the playoffs or in the playoffs. I yeah. promise you that. Well, he's, I saw a clip of his podcast, which he does on uh, – on Barstool, where he said he's talking to Eastern Conference teams. Mm. Um, obviously, the, the Nuggets signed Reggie Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't sound like he's – I mean, he can't go back to the Lakers. Right. I don't know how many Western Conference teams would be interested in his services. The Timberwolves, I, I guess, were not interested in a reunion. That's interesting. I did hear um, that from some source, yeah. That's interesting to me. So, I guess the choice for him is, like, do you want to help a team become a contender or do you want to help some younger players get to the playoffs for the first time? Obviously, it's not going to be with Orlando because he just got bought no, out from there. No, no, it's not yeah. going to be there. But 
We'll see. Uh, Windy City Vids, Pat Bev would be a great leader to this team. He got the Timberwolves to the play-in. Seriously, man, I don't know if he single-handedly yeah, got like, the Timberwolves seriously, let's to the play-in. With let's that. pump the brakes Let's slow on down that. with that there. They now. have uh, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, yeah, he Say, helped. Saying he and CEO said, uh, I would hate Pat Bev on this team, but admittedly he would bring much-needed fire. Desire. Meanwhile, our guy Fly the Dub saying, any new blood at this point. Yeah, you need blood. I'm I'm sick of the current blood. We got to wrap up. Yep, they need a we got to wrap up. Uh, all right, everybody, thank you for tuning in. Hit, Hit the that like. like button if you haven't yet. Before you head out, make sure you are subscribed. We will be back tomorrow. Happy Bulls, Valentine's Pacers. Day. We're gonna watch them try to get their shit together. Love we'll y'all. See you. In the meantime, Will underscore Golly. Bow. B A W L Sports. Get some flowers Bulls and candy. Peck at Joey Spathitz is our man, Bow. our producer. Uh, we'll talk to y'all it's tomorrow. See Red be good. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't love you right now, Bulls. I don't. <laughs> I sorry. love you always. It's not me, it's you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>